Good morning, gemlings. Or maybe afternoon? Uh, let's be real. If anyone's listening to this, it's at the devil's hour between night and morning, right after a meth-fueled orgy. So, welcome to the Gem Girls podcast, the only place where you can find the biting commentary you didn't know you needed on cartoons from the 1980s with a special focus on the best worst of them all, Gem and the Holograms. I'm that one needy bitch who craves everyone's attention at the orgy, or if it's Jones. And I'm Hakuna Matitis, and you know, I'm just there for the dope charcuterie board at the orgies. Charcuts. Because nothing makes me hungry like a bunch of exposed genitals. (laughs) I like meat. Meat. Oh, wow. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) That should be on t-shirts. On a coin. Meat for me. Well, okay. When you were, but saying, like, I've... so the thing is also you could that could be that sentence can be taken many ways because it could be M E E T for M E A T. Like <laughs> I'm down to meet for some meat. You got meat, nice. <laughs> but also meat for me, like you know, meat yeah, on meat. Yeah, I'll action. give you my meat for your meat. Right, right. Meat it's on a... meat action. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Anyways, moving on. Um. When you were saying that you're one needy bitch, I it kind of sounded like you were saying meaty. Oh, I, I mean, I am both needy and meaty. <laughs> I think those are both accurate descriptors. <laughs> you know, I've never described a person as meaty. Honestly, like, there are parts of me that are pretty meaty. Like, I got very thick thighs. They're meaty. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. Yeah, we're just cu- anyway. a couple of meaty girls, you know? Meaty girls. <laughs> meat for meat. <laughs> yeah, meat for meat. That will be on my gravestone. Anyway, uh, today we are spewing into your ear holes and generally going off about Gem Season 3, Episode 4, Beauty and the Rock Promoter. Uh, Amazing title. Amazing title. Concept. <laughs> <laughs> So this episode, which originally aired on February 5th, 1988, which is so long ago, yeah. is written by a newcomer to the Gemsphere, a one-and-done kind of gal, one by which done. we mean she only wrote one episode, right. Claire Noto, uh, which is kind of a hot name. It is. Or, like, yeah, Claire Noto. Yeah. Not a name you're familiar with. Probably not. Of course no one is. That's because Noto's greatest claim to fame is writing a script that was never made into a movie. For real, apparently not our girl Noto. <laughs> not our not our Noto. Yeah, not my Noto. <laughs> uh, wrote a sci-fi script in 1980 that was, and we're sourcing people on the internet here, so take this with a few grains of salt, the quote-unquote hottest script circling Hollywood. It was straight circling, uh, but what could be so hot, yet so cold, it never got (laughs) made into an actual movie? Uh, Apparently, it was a script titled The Tourist, a sci-fi movie about an alien who takes on a womanly guise and desperately seeks a way back to her home planet. And, yeah, wow, amazing. Uh, (laughs) And we're quoting a random source from the internet here where we say the script is on the holy grail list of best unproduced screenplays. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's a that's quite the claim. And apparently it also would have gotten made if not for Men in Black coming out. Uh, I call bullshit on that, though, because Men in Black came out in, what, like 1996 or something? Uh, this Maybe script... they tried to make it several times. Men in Black? No, this this movie. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Anyways, I don't know the. I haven't delved into the tourist lore. Apparently, there's a lot about it. Uh, you know, a lot of jujul happened earlier in this <laughs> afternoon, and I did, nice. I did, I did some researching, but not a lot. Uh, but uh, in my research, apparently, one of the more likely scenarios why the movie didn't get made was because Nato wasn't down for tons of script revisions, and that's why we call her Claire. No, Claire, no, Nato. I like not my Nato very better. I like Claire, not my Nato. <laughs> I don't Claire, such... not my Nato, Nato. <laughs> she has such a great name that like you want to do stuff too, but it's actually surprisingly hard. 
Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Claire yeah. Noto. Claire, Claire Noto. Claire Noto. Claire uh, not on my watch. <laughs> Claire not my Toto. Noto. <laughs> Claire, do you know this ho though, Noto? No, that's a good one. Claire don't even though Noto. Anyway, to get back to the Jemisode at hand, because this one is a real doozy that plays mm-hmm. with bestiality, Japanese stereotypes, and musical theater, which, as you all know, is our collective jam. Of course. On this the record. Episode, on the record. This episode is succinctly summed up on the interwebs as the one where Jem wears herself thin, preparing for her new role as beauty in a new rock opera production. And Pizzazz uses this to her advantage. And, you know, they left out the sordid romance between Jem and Ginger Sleazeball in a furry suit. But hey, that's what we're here for. Now, let's get into it. Let's get into it. And um, yeah, this episode, dude, so much happening. So much a lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot fucking happens in this, mo- in this movie. It was like a movie. Claire Notto, you know, she 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 knows her Notto. Yeah. Um, she knows her Notto. She's not into editing. <laughs> She's not into making things make sense. That is true. That is true. Because this episode was a trip and a very little of it made sense. Uh, anyways, yes. it opens up on England. And we get some truly horrendous English accents off the top. Yeah. (laughs) They weren't speaking real words. (laughs) But these bitches with their thick Cockney accents are kind of looking pretty fierce in 80s Madonna meets Harajuku fashions. They, yeah, 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 yeah. Even the the person we're about to meet, Mac, he his outfit is kind of cool. It's like a trench coat with overalls and mm. shorts with sharks on them and then yeah. Chuck Taylors. And it's like yeah. the rat tail, the rat tail lost me overall. But <laughs> until I noticed the rat tail, I was like, this is kind of cool. Um, the, I, the gumption was there. Oh, it was a lot of gumption. It was too much. Like, everything clashed. The trench coat with, like, swim shorts with a brightly colored blouse with the suspenders with the fingerless gloves with the rat tail with the red hair. It was a lot to look at. It was a lot to look at. You know I'm a sucker for fingerless gloves. Uh, I know. And I think the the cut of... And Converse. And the cut of the short was far too large, obviously. But, you know, in practice, I I was here for what he was given. I'm not pro shorts and trench coat. I love a short trench coat combo. If you're wearing a trench coat, you either need to be wearing a dress or pants. Wow. Why are you really putting (laughs) trench coats in a box here? I know. I mean, I'm willing to be proven wrong because I love a trench coat. But, like, think about, think about... Like one leg poking out of a trench coat with some really short shorts. <laughs> I guess it depends on the shorts. These ones it, were of swim course. trunks. These ones were, yeah, large, like they were swim trunk cargo shorts. It was, yeah, the cut of the short wasn't very good. It wasn't short enough. No. Um, no. But, you know, with some truly short shorts and a trench coat, I think it's a winning combo. All right. Well, I, I look forward to seeing you in that. One day. I th- I've never found the right trench coat. I've been looking. Same. Yeah. You've been looking? F- literally since I was maybe like 16. Wow. Are you yeah. thinking like leather trench coat matrix style? Or no. Like I, who am I? A JD trench coat. Dude, uh, I want that. I wish he still had it. I would take it. I would wear it maybe like once a year. Uh, no, I like a more of a um, Inspector Dick Tracy kind of trench coat. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Not quite that yellow tone. I think I'm more of a gray guy myself, but that whole shtick, that whole aesthetic. Would you wear a hat with it? Because I, I feel like if you're going to wear a trench coat as a man, you should probably wear a hat. I am open to the idea of hat. I don't know if I'm going to go like full Inspector Fedora, quite honestly. <laughs> I think yeah, I, I think I could look decent maybe with like you know those like you know those hats that like English paper boys will wear like kind of more yeah. of like a golfer kind of hat maybe I could do that um, but quite honestly I wouldn't necessarily want to hide my hair in a trench coat 
I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, some some nice top curls and a trench coat is a hot look. For sure. Um, and fingerless gloves, I think. And, of course. I'm solving mysteries and, you know, slaying vampires. I obviously need fingerless gloves. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so this dude, did you say his name is Red Johnny Mac? Have we Red Johnny Mac. That? I don't think we really have. His name is Mac. I, always, I kept on calling him Mick throughout the episode. His name is Mac. <laughs> There's so many parts of his name you could have called him. I called yeah, him yeah, Red. yeah. Oh, okay, Red Johnny Mac. He does have. Yeah, it's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You were saying this guy. What is he doing? Um. So he's on the phone with uh someone who wants new faces or something. They have a conversation, and basically he's like, "Why would you want new faces when you can have the rockets?" And in come the rockets, who are gruff as fuck goons, like built like refrigerators. Oh yeah, we're, yeah. We're These guys were huge. No, just refrigerators. <laughs> <laughs> they're that big. No they're space there. for the re. No space for the re. These refrigerators too big. <laughs> and basically, they rough him up for some money. Yeah, they literally they, like that. they really sh- or don't they like literally shake him down like they turn him upside down and like they shake out some money. Yeah, the he like Red Johnny Mac like books it to some <laughs> club. Red Johnny and Mac. Where the goons chase after him and, like, hold him by his ankles and, like, shake coins out of him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And they're basically like, give us the money, bitch. Um, bitch better have my money. Exactly, exactly. And he's like, well, I'll pay you back. I'll put on a new show, The Beauty of the Beast Rock Opera, and Jem will be the be- the beauty. And it's like, wow, you really just, like, pulled that out of your ass. Yeah, he also describes it as his foxiest idea. I'm pretty into that as just, like, you know, using foxy as more of a <laughs> adjective. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and, foxy, in the, and foxy in the super, superlative of, like, foxiest, you know? Um, is, yes, that the right, is that the right term, superlative? Yeah. Perfect. Uh, yeah, also, comparatives and superlatives. There you go. Um, also, I feel like we should... From this point forward, refer to the rock opera of Beauty and the Beast as a rock bra, because obviously. <laughs> rock bra. <laughs> <laughs> I had to have it in my notes. I was like, it's a it's a rock bra. Uh anyways, after he utters this um lie, basically, we cut to Jem getting a hand delivered package, which I was like, wow, I wish the postal service was like that. I've been waiting on a package for like a few days. I know, and it's UPS, it seems too. So Yeah, yeah. This is propaganda. Exactly. It's some. Br- it's Big Brown. <laughs> UBS is referred to as Brown, which I find hilarious. It's just called Brown. Yeah, I'm pretty, like sometimes they refer to it as Brown. Okay. I'm telling you, it's. A thing. I'm waiting for a Big Brown package to come. Yeah. Well, you know, Big Brown's getting my Big Brown package up my Big Brown. Passage. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you know how Big Brown do. I'm gonna get Big Browned later. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm gonna take it to Pound Town with Big Brown. <laughs> oh my god! I did not know it was called that. Uh, um, yeah, this I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm almost positive I'm not making that up. Cool. I like that you're almost positive and not entirely positive. I'm gonna choose to believe it. it <laughs> I just, I can just, I can just truly, I, I can never be sure. That's the thing. That's the thing. Uh, anyways, Jem, Jem is getting this package, and uh, she gets tickets to London and a script from Red Johnny Mac for the aforementioned Rockbra. Uh, and Je- or Jerica in this form is like, oh, I have to like read the script like before I make a decision. Wow, that's new. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, and time <laughs> passes, and she reads the whole script, and then everyone's, like, waiting there to hear her decision. And I was just like, Jerrica, did you make these people, like, sit around you for, like, 35, 40 minutes as you read the script before you, like, let them leave? Well, okay, it was exactly two hours. I watched the clock hand. Mm. I didn't even know there was a <laughs> clock in the view. Wow, you really, yeah, you really clocked clock. it. No, it was a, like, shot. They really wanted us to see that. Oh, okay, so she spent... Everyone, like, waited there with bated breath for two hours. Jerrica Jerrica didn't utter a word. She was just like, let them wait. And, like, made them all sit there silently, too. Yeah, 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 exactly. 
Um, but yeah, she's she says it seems like a first class show, which is like, uh, okay. Um, so they hop aboard a plane to merry old England. Yeah, they had, uh, they're in like London town, specific, specifically, I believe. Yes. And they arrive at the set and in, everyone's being introduced to Red Johnny Mac. Rio is there and he kisses all of the women's hands. And Rio, who is super pressed, is like, uh, I guess I'm surprised he didn't kiss my hand. I was like, oh, you sound so disappointed. Yeah, like, I don't know. Rio, Rio was like very angry this entire episode. And like <laughs> that energy was his whole vibe the entire time. You know what I mean? I know. He was such a salty little bitch. Such a salty little bitch. Uh, um, yes. And then Red introduces them to some of his friends, one of whom has the name Zero Jones. Well, his last is, name was Jones? Yeah. Uh, I love that. Zero is a cool name. Zero. It's like, he's your, like, what's the, uh... Like, patient zero. He's a patient zero of the Jones lineage to which you belong. Exactly, exactly. He was um, <laughs> the original cell that via mitosis split into the orifice you see before you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like you emerged from, like, a great vortex in the sky that was in the shape of an orifice. Right, 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 right. I am the living embodiment of the concept of orifice. Orif- <laughs> orifices? Orifices? Orifice. Orifist. Orifists. <laughs> right. That's the word. That's not it. Uh, <laughs> Definitely not. Um, anyway, Zero Jones is from Malibu. Even though he sounds like he's from a different fucking planet. Dude, yeah, he sounds... I, I, thought, I thought he was supposed to be, like, Eastern European or something. He may be a Terminator, though, so you never know. There's that. And then we have Yoji Yokomoro, right. who's a techno artist. And I was like, ooh, okay, this is going to be a techno play? Yeah, exactly. he's just, like, designing the beast to have electrical currents around his head. Okay, so let's, can we please talk about the, uh, like, the beast always kind of being on fire, but with electricity? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it, and, like, he's hugging Gem a lot. She's, it seems to be fine. There's, like, some, there's some currents running about this, uh, this, this beast, you know what I mean? It, It made no sense. Um, yeah, and he was, like, in a nuclear power plant with a bunch of turbines. Anyway, that's what Zero Jones, who's the set designer, devised. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, a lot of turbines going on. A lot of turbines. But yeah. I was feeling fine. I was... <laughs> Honestly, me too. I love a good turbine. Dude, we need to get a turbine. Like, we each should have a turbine for a wind machine. That's all I'm saying. That's pretty cool. And I feel like we should kind of wear them to make them look kind of like jetpacks. Oh, we're wearing them? <laughs> we're wearing them, and I want them to look like 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 1960s futuristic. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. But I, I just feel like how would the wind... How, how would we get wind in our hair if it's on our back? Oh, 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 oh. Like, I, I, like we carry around the wind turbine to make it look like a jetpack. Then we would set it down to then, <laughs> you know, do the thing at various opportune moments. But, like, we're not always going to be in one spot. You know what I mean? Right. We need wind wherever we go. Yeah. Wherever the wind may take us. <laughs> and if we're in a bar or something and plug it in and then someone stands in front of it, you could be like, um... You're blocking my wind. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. And that's such a power move. Yeah, right? Yeah, get out of my, <laughs> like, can, can you get out of my Elvis. wind stream, please? That would be like controlling one of the elements. Yeah, yeah, you'd be uh, an airbender. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway... Yeah, we're on... Um, Yokomoro shit. Yeah, he's doing shit. some shit. He's doing some shit. Uh, we got a quick scene of the misfits deciding they're going to go to London 2 for the usual reasons. Uh, <laughs> and then we're back at rehearsals. Um, and they're doing a lot of, like, photos and promo stuff 
a lot of pictures going on. I honestly almost had a seizure. Uh, yeah, um, but none of the pictures really sold the show. It was just Gem of the Holograms doing shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, then we get we get some actual scenes from this play. Uh, you know, it's a it's it Beauty and the Beast basically. This dude, this old dude with like really big arms, it was kind of hot. Plays Beauty's father or Gem's father. Um, <laughs> I was into it. I was into it. I know, but this whole scene, like this whole scene, scene was really <laughs> weird, dude. It was really weird. I have a note of, like, I would 1,000% watch the timeline where Jem's father in the play becomes Beast's sex slave. It was giving me that <laughs> energy, you know what I mean? For sure. He was wearing overalls and was, like, kind of built. Yeah, and um, he, but he was cowering in Beast's fear and, like, and, you know, the Beast dude who is a- ablaze with electricity. The guy has is, like, you know, <laughs> shooting sparks everywhere. There's sparks flying everywhere. Uh... Is like I'll come and get you. You have to like be my prisoner forever unless you like give me something or there's like a guitar in the mix. I don't remember. Yeah, so this guy took a guitar thinking that it was abandoned, but really it was the Beast guitar because the Beast just loves to fucking rock out. Oh yeah, Beasts love to shred. Um, <laughs> and he was like, I I bought it for my daughter Beauty, and the Beast is like, listen, either you become my slave or beauty will basically right right <laughs> so right. he takes he takes this to his daughters at home so beauty's one of his daughters and the other holograms are his daughters too and is they i don't know what they're going for i don't know what they're going they like they blended in a cinderella element they made like the rest of the holograms the evil not necessarily stepsisters just the evil sisters like these kids are rough they're also dressed like prostitutes. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like sexy baby energy, but like hooking sexy baby. Like the shortest of the short skirts, fishnet stockings, and like one leg, like asymmetrical, like pant leg, no pant leg action. Right, 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 right. Also, like, I don't know what was going on in the voice acting this episode, but Rhea <laughs> sounds like she smokes two packs a day. And Aja's voice went down, like, two octaves. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I felt like Kimber was really channeling all of her, like, second child rage into her performance. She was she was giving it good. <laughs> well, because the father is, like, so they're, like, what happened, Pops? And he was, like, <laughs> you know what, tell us what happened, just spill the beans, Pops. Yeah, yeah, Pops. <laughs> and... He was like, yeah, I found this guitar and I brought it back for beauty. And then Kimber's like, of course you took it for beauty and not us. Right, right. Which is, yeah, that was the point where I was like, oh, this is coming from a real place. Um, and she's, he's like, either I go or she goes. It's like, wait, you probably knew beauty was going to go in your stead. Like you just allowed your daughter be to be taken into slavery over yourself. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's pretty fucked up. It's pretty fucked up in this moment. It's kind of fucked up in the original Beauty and the Beast story. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot honestly, going on. I honestly kind of forget the Beauty and the Beast, like how she ended up being there and stuff. Uh, in the Disney version, I think it's along the same lines of... I think there's like a, there's like a kind of a trade, but I think it's less in love. I think the father's sick. Uh, or no, 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 the father's the prisoner of the beast because he, like, you know, traipses in, traipses in on his territory and then Belle goes to find him and she's like, you know, take me instead. I'll, like, trade. And I think that's kind of how it happens. Wow. Belle's got balls. Yeah. You know? Belle's got brass balls. <laughs> also, of all the Disney princes, Beast is the hottest. In Beast form? In I meant in male form, but he's kind of hot in beast form too. Yeah, he really rocks like coat. In those yeah, pants. the coat, the beard. Uh, but then when he transforms into a dude at the end, it's like, whoo, damn! Like you're as sexy as a beast, and like you're sexy as a man. Go figure. I should rewatch it. I think I have like I've rewatched Little Mermaid and Aladdin the most, um, but I should rewatch that one. Beauty Beast is probably my favorite. I think yeah. it has the best songs. Really, I kind of think Little Mermaid has the best song. Really, I do not agree. I think Little Mermaid is like pretty low on, low in the books for me. For me, it's like Lion King, 
uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, what was the one you just mentioned? Aladdin. Uh, Aladdin. 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 Aladdin had some good songs. Oh, Aladdin's got some hot tracks. <laughs> There's no denying. Prince Ali. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then the the flying carpet song, "Show Me the World." Yeah, that's a whole new world. Whole new world. Yeah, whole. Um, anyway, so we have, like, this whole scene with the father and, like, the daughters who are being very scary and gruff and gremlin-like. Very gremlin-like. Uh, Beauty offers to be the beast slave. Um, the beast is being real scary. Uh, it's, like, kind of forcing her to eat and sit with him, and he grabs her. And then we get the song, You'll Never Win My Love. In which we see the beast popping off with some more electricity. Uh, I don't know how he does that. Uh, and then, like, the beast... What did you think of this beast? Do you think this beast was hot, hot or not? I was distracted by the electrical current surrounding his head. It kind of, like, made me really uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. It was. It detracted some stuff for me as well. Uh, just because I didn't really know what was going on with that. Um... Yeah, they should have made him more of a robot or something. Yeah, yeah. I would have loved, yeah, a bionic eye or maybe like a robot claw. That'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, it was a Japanese guy who did this. If we're going to do stereotypes, like, I want to see some real techno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make him like a Gundam or something. Half Gundam. I don't know what that is. You don't know Gundams? (laughs) Gundam Gundam mobile suits? Gundam. No. All right, Google it at some time. Okay, fine. You're not going to explain it to me. Oh, they're like, they're, um, they're like, you know, mechas. Like, they're mech suits that, like, you know, and they battle in space and shit. Okay, cool. They're cool. They're um, cool. I did want to say about the song that I felt, actually, it was a pretty good song because it at least made sense. Yeah, no, and... I, ha- I have a note saying this, like, there are actual verses to this song and it's not just the title of the song said over and over again. Yeah, and she's like, if you abuse me, then you'll lose me, which is kind of a hotline. Right, right, And it resonated with the point of the episode, and I think maybe, like, the writers of the songs perhaps do better when there's a musical involved, because at least it makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, I suppose, I suppose. But, oh, I I think that's an easy pass, because the whole show is kind of a musical. True, 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 true. True. True, true, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, um, something happens with a chair. I forget. Anyways, uh, Jim, I think at this point, yeah, they, they, they finish kind of doing the scene or the song or whatever, and we're starting to get the impression that Jim is, like, smitten over this beast. Like, she really, she's fiending for some beasting. Yeah. Um, and Rio notices. He's like, what's gotten into her? Um, Jim, like, Bus into the beast room where Johnny Mac is sitting next to a deflated like beast suit. Yeah, it's like who and... could it be? <laughs> I know. Like Jim, like put two and two together. I mean, she's the only one who's allowed to be in disguise. I mean, for someone who's in disguise almost constantly, she seems like not aware of what people are in disguise. Yeah, which again, like people are often in disguises around her. <laughs> It happens a lot. Clash alone is always disguised. Yeah, she is not good at, you know, sussing people out. Zero percent. Um, anyways, so uh, after rehearsal, they have to do more photo shoots. And it, it, you get the impression that this guy, Mac, is like really like running these girls hard. Like it's, uh, it's photo sesh after photo sesh and then more rehearsals and more rehearsals. And we go to the hotel room and Jerrica is overacting hardcore as she runs her lines uh, but she's also hella sleepy, and she falls asleep, and basically has, like, a weird sex dream about the beast and fashions. Yeah, so basically she's, like, rolling around 
Is this where she's rolling in, around in bed? Is she rolling? I don't think she's rolling. I think this is like, it's like she's, no, no, no. Because she fell asleep at the desk. And then she's in the, like the beast castle. And the idea is there's, um, I don't know, some French designer, Mr. Saint-Jacques, whatever. Was, yeah, Monsieur Saint-Jacques is his name. Uh, yes. Is, he's pretending to him, presenting him to Jem all of these outfits. She's like, no, not this one. No, not this one. Not this one. And she's like, oh, all of these fashions are beautiful. But no, it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> I, I appreciate how you subtly dropped the fashions in there. Uh, I know. I, we haven't heard it in such a long I time. I know. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and the, like, moral of the dream is, like, Jem says to the Beast, you can't win my love with these fashions. You need to, like, give me something <laughs> else. And then she gets woken up by Kimber. Right. Um, so this is and- where I'm, like... She can't fight the, find the right outfit because she really just needs, like, the beast's dick. Like, what are we going for here? I don't know. Like, maybe she would feel better au naturel. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe, yeah, she, um, hmm. Hmm, the clothes are a metaphor. I mean, the clothes are the things that she shouldn't be wearing so she can be meat on meat with the beast. Right. I forgot meat on meat. <laughs> I forgot our meat guiding principle. Yeah. Oh, no, it's yeah. still meat on meat. We don't, you know, a meat's a meat, even if it's furry. Yeah, but, like, will you need, like, clippers, lawn clippers to get to the meat? I mean, hopefully Like, how not. deep is the meat? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> how deep is your meat? <laughs> how deep is your meat? Uh, nice. Yeah, anyways, I don't know. That's a philosophical question for perhaps the ages. It's not... <laughs> If not another time. Uh, so Kimber wakes Jerrica up. And uh, Kimber has like this throwaway line of like, yeah, dude, I'm tired too. We haven't slept like three hours in the last, I don't know, week. Uh, which I feel sometimes, you know what I mean? As someone who's gone through some sleep issues. It's not cute. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she's running on fumes as she heads to rehearsal in the morning. There's more electrical shit and turbines and all this other stuff that makes no sense. Um, but Jem's, despite her fatigue, is really committed to rehearsing and working very hard. Um, but her main concern is where the beast at, because she hungry. Yeah, where the beast at? Give him that beast dick. Gobble, 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 gobble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's really what she, that's what it seems like. You know what I mean? <laughs> For sure. And Rio is still salty because yeah, she cares yeah. so much. All she, but all she thinks about is him. I thought she was tired. Yeah, he's being a real little bitch about it. He's being a real <laughs> little bitch. Again, uh, she is not your girlfriend. Not your girlfriend, dude. Uh, and then we get some more um, rehearsing for the play. There's flamenco dancers in the background. I didn't understand <laughs> what was happening there. Uh I, I truly didn't. And then some of the turbines go wonky because um, the misfits are, like, fucking with the controls or something. It's a, it's a very short scene where the misfits appear to, like, wreak havoc, and then it's over. And then they get back to rehearsing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that whole thing happens for a very brief period of time. Rio comes to tell Jem that the misfits are there, um, and they were causing trouble after kind of helping her. And then Rio doesn't walk away because she wants to go find... Or Jem doesn't say thank you. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. she immediately yeah. walks away to find the beast. Yeah, yeah. She's like, okay, let's get back to work here. And then Rio has some, like, shitty comment. Uh, it's like, <laughs> yeah, dude, she doesn't give a shit. And then we get the song, um, Let Me Go. Yeah, let me go. Let me go. And basically, the meat, the the meat, the meat the beast, the meaty beast, meat, the meat uh. beast, is manhandling her. <laughs> right. So uh, she's running away. They embrace. She 
runs away. He pulls back, and he like the Beast is being very melodramatic. It's it's at the part I think in the the play or something where Beast is like, or Beauty is like, you know what? I actually don't want to be trapped in here forever. Can I like please go home? And the Beast is like, no, you can't. If I go, I'll die. Right. And he has that line. He's like, I don't know. Uh, you know, if if I like Jem says like if I stay, I'll cry. And she's he's like, if you go, I'll die. And it's like that's a lot. Dude, I don't think you're gonna yeah, die. Yeah, that's so manipulative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Dump he's still me, kill me at myself. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, he's still electrified. <laughs> yeah, to everyone's confusion. Right, and then she they hug and kiss. Jem hugs and kisses the the beast at the end. Well, she is a hologram. But not. Ri- I, how so? Isn't she? <laughs> I mean, she's a hologram. She's in, uh, she's in, enhanced human. That is true, but like she still has a human body. Like her features are holographic, but she still has flesh. That's true. I mean, I am not a scientist, nor am I a philosopher. Um, I can't answer this. As a philosopher scientist, I feel like <laughs> I can answer this, but perhaps I'm not the right. Uh, philosopher scientist for the job. <laughs> uh, yeah, perhaps not. Perhaps not. Uh, I think there are specialists for this. I'm more of a general practice philosopher scientist. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a hierarchy like in medicine. Exactly. The exactly. surgeon is top dog. You're like a vet. I'm like a walking something. clinic kind of doc. <laughs> like they'll get the job done, but they're not making the big bucks. Right. Um, nor do you have the prestige. Wow, you're really coming for this philosopher scientist right now. I don't, I remember as only one of us being a philosopher scientist, thank you very much. Yeah, but I'm an armchair philosopher scientist. <laughs> Yo, I paid eight years for the first philosopher scientist school, alright? So get off my armchair. Anyway, um... Basically, when they're performing, after they perform the song, Rio comes up to clap, and Jeb is like, don't break my concentration. Yeah, she's being real extra about it. That was a lot, right? It was a lot. It's just because she's still hungry for that D. Uh, and Rio, of course, is like, oh, this whole thing is like making you uh, awful, and let's get you back to the hotel so you can like rest and eat. And... The things that Rio is actually saying, particularly as they're, like, walking into the, the, the hotel lobby, or, like, in good sense. He's basically like, you guys are working, like, 18-hour days. You can't be doing this, like, every single day. You guys need to rest. But he's doing it yeah. in such a shitty way where all you want to do is say, Rio, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. He's being... He's not... He's seemingly not doing it for her goodwill, but because he wants to keep her away from the beast. Right, right. And Jem does have a sick burn of Rio. The beast is a character. Are you jealous of a fictional character in a show? (laughs) And it's real good. And she's Jem. She would be attracted to a fictional character. So anyway. Yeah, that is true. That is true. She is a fictional character. Also true. In the context of the show. Also true. Uh, Anyway... A bitch faints. So, the bitch fake. Um, no, so, no, no, the bitch faints as well, though. Oh, she does faint. She yeah. faints. She goes to the doctor. The doctor tells her she needs rest. And Rio and the rest of the holograms are very insistent on her staying in bed and, like, missing the show. Well, so the, the thing is, though, so as the doctor is laying down the law of, like, he, she should be resting, Rhea says, like, we can't take, like, weeks of rest. Like, we're doing a show. And Rio says, can it, Rhea? And it's such an aggressive <laughs> line where I'm like, whoa, Rio, again, relax. Can it, Rio? It, it's like, I know, that's what we're all thinking, but you can't just say that. I know. <laughs> He's so angry. I don't understand how other people don't see it. Like, when we went to GemCon and we were trying to be like, Rio is mad toxic and, like, not okay. No one's, No one understood. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. No one understood. Um, anyways. Oh, well. Oh, well. It's okay. Uh, so, Jem does stay in bed. Yeah, because they're basically like, oh, we'll get the misfits to do the play instead, which is a really weird solution. 
Yes. Uh, yeah. Why default to the Misfits? I guess because they are a big name, but you know they wouldn't put forth any effort. Right. Right. Um, and also, like, I feel like you guys were in the show, and you probably know it still pretty well. Like, one of you could just play the part or something. Yeah. Um, so basically, like, after recruiting the Misfits, we cut back to the hospital where Jem wakes up refreshed. Four days later. Outfit. Dude. Okay. So yeah. one, she a bitch wakes up four days later, which I think is hilarious. To her outfit. It's, so it's a striped top that is like really only covering the chest and arms that cuts into a corset that flares into a tutu skirt, but then (laughs) that turns into a black and white pencil skirt. And then she's wearing stockings that match the weird top sweater that she had on. I know. Okay. Yeah. Don't get it. Um... And also, she was just resting like that. Yeah, right? She bitch popped out of bed. I guess she is a hologram, so. Or maybe she, I, I've she never. Sleep- yeah, yeah. She was sleeping for four days in a corset. <laughs> I know, it's so intense. That's so glamorous. Very glamorous. Probably not good for you. It's probably why she slept for four days. The amount of oxygen she was getting was, like, so she minimal. She breathing. Yeah, she's exactly. in a coma. Yeah, she was in a light coma for at least 24 hours. Um, so anyway, she, like, wants to get there as soon as possible and, like, resume the play. The misfits, in the meantime, are bombing super hard. They obviously don't know their lines. Pizzazz tries to, you know, improvise. Yeah, do some experimental theater kind of thing. (laughs) It didn't go over well. The, The goons basically pull Pizzazz off the stage. Then, um, Yeah. And then, yeah, then Jem, Jem kind of, like, rolls through, and she's like, okay, like, I'm back. And Yoji is like, oh, amazing, you're back. Everyone's going to be so happy. Um, yeah, and they perform the scene with the beast lying dead, and Jem comes in, and they have, like, a whole moment and kiss. Right, we get, and- the, we get, the, we get the song, Our Love Makes You Beautiful to Me, which is truly a mismatch anthem. You know what a mismatch? No. So a mismatch is when, like, in a couple, there's, like, one hot person and one, like, obviously not as hot person. <laughs> it's a mismatch. Wow. Like, one's an eight, the other's a four. Oh, my God. I've never seen people that, like, I've thought that about. I have. <laughs> I, I have, for certain. Yeah, I, I've never had that thought because I'm, like, such a good person. Yeah, that's not true. not shallow. <laughs> that's not true. Stop lying to my face. I, <laughs> I'm lying to your ear hole, so. Right. So, I mean, uh, what is the ear hole if not the face of the head? Of the ear hole? No, the ear hole is the eye of the face. Mm. I thought it was the <laughs> bussy of the face. The ear hole? No, I feel like the nostrils are. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Anyway, um, the song is on. Yeah, the song is uh, on. The, the uh, beast obviously turns into Red Johnny Mac. If yeah. That was an apparent. Uh, and I was like, Red Johnny Mac, you are beautiful to no one. Oh, poor Red Johnny Mac. I thought he looked fine in like the, the beast's like princely pirate outfit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, it didn't, you know... It didn't help with the rat tail. That's, I was, the rat I was, tail didn't help. Right. I was just going to say, like, you know, the rat tail is still there and present. So you really you can't say anything good about him, but it is what it is. I uh, can't love someone with a rat tail. Yeah, and then they don't deserve to be loved. That's the thing. <laughs> They're, they really don't deserve anyone's love. Um. So they dance and shit. The... The show's over. Crowd it loves went it. Super well. Soups They're wells. gonna be rich, but like, are they gonna be in London performing this show all the time? Yeah, that was the thing. I was like, aren't you gonna do the same show like a hundred more times? Like, I don't understand what's happening here. Um, and Jem calls Red Johnny Mac a real artist. We have that moment where Rio is being super salty, but he really just wants to know if she's truly fallen for the beast. To which she says, like, comment about. 
knowing the difference between real life and the stage. Right. She's like, it's the romance of the like, theater. And I was like, okay, lady, like, do you know the difference between real life yeah, and Yeah, exactly. Stage? Because also you two aren't dating. <laughs> and then this, uh, like, random cleaning lady watches them make out. And claps. And claps. <laughs> I don't know why that, that was so unnecessary, but I loved it. I love that too. Um, that was good. That was um, good. That was good. Yeah, that was a lot of a lot of Nato. That was not too far for me, Claire. Not too. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to work with. It's hard to work with. It is hard to work with, but it should be easy. It should That's... like Claire, uh, 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 notorious Nato. Um, maybe Lotto Minato, not mm. a lot of not, Nato Milato, I don't know. Oh, oh. <laughs> I did not mean to say that, but also I am technically that, even though I would not use that word. Right, right, right. Is that like, yeah, so I guess like you could use it, it's all good. Um, no. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, but uh, I had one, but I lost it. Um, damn it. I'm so disappointed. Yeah, as am I. Anyways, Claire Nato. Not, it's not over till it's Nato, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's not over till it's Claire Nato. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, uh, but it is over. It's the end of the episode. It's the end of the episode, which means we have to crown a weakest and baddest bitch. Okay. Uh... Start with weakest? Yeah, I start with weakest. Rio. Rio, obviously. Hands down, McLeod. <laughs> it's not even a question. He and like he uh, was he was weaker than usual. That's like that's the astounding part. Yeah, he's giving small dick energy the house down. Yeah, SDE everywhere. Yeah. Uh not cute. Uh then the baddest bitch. That's really hard to say. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna say. I'm going to give it to Red Johnny Mac. One, his name is Red Johnny Mac, and that's fun to say. Two, he pulled off a whole scheme and got away with it in the end. You know, he lied about the whole gem thing. He, like, you know, moved around the pieces, got the the mobsters off his back, had a successful show at the end. It's pretty boss. Yeah, the cards fell in place. Uh, and good for him for pulling off that scheme because, like, it really could have gone south. Right. But right. how did he have so much capital to begin with? Like, was this a famous guy? I, I guess so. Yeah, I got the impression that he did have, he had, like, some clout. Otherwise, how did he get uh, Yoji and uh, Zero? You know my, <laughs> you know my boy Yoji? Zero. <laughs> Me too. Zero. Zero could be a contender as well. He built those turbines. I know, and his name was Zero Joe. Right, so. right, right. Due to his, like, relevance to you, I want to, like, without him, there would have been no you. Exactly, exactly. And uh, I am many things, and one of them is respectful to my forefathers. Right. Forefaces right. is what we call them. Pour one out for zero fours. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That could be so many things. That could be a lot of things. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot to, to mine there. Yeah. It's like foreskin orifice. Oh. Well, yeah, it's like my mind always, anything with the word four in it, my mind goes to foreskin. So that makes sense. And then there could be like a four, like, orifice thing creature. Oh. I mean, I guess that's us. That's true. <laughs> oh, do we have two orifices each? Um, no, well, no, not us. It's, it's not us. I was just saying we also have like four. Four fists, right. Yeah. Four, four fists. <laughs> uh, but like some sort of beast or plank that just has four orifices. Yeah. Or like, you know, four orifices in some sort of like weird, creepy sphere. Like I'm thinking like, <laughs> you know, like Old Testament angels, but instead of like eyeballs and wings, it's orifices. It's just four. <laughs> <laughs> How would they get around? Do they have wings? I imagine they're floating. <laughs> like they have some degree of psychic power. 
and you can stick your meat in there if you want. Yeah, to. you got a choice of four, baby. But <laughs> that's like a sacred communion, you know? Like you're really <laughs> performing a ritual there. Oh, 100%, 100%. The darkest magic. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> so terrifying. I kind of want to draw that. <laughs> um, or hire someone who can actually draw. Right. Uh but anyway, uh, that's the end of the episode. You can check us out on social media, you know, Twitter, Instagram, uh, our website, gemgirls.com. Our usernames are all at gemgirlspodcast, BTDubs. BTDubs, uh, gemgirlspodcast. Uh, yes. And also make sure to rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you may find podcasts. And by rate us and review, what I mean to say is five stars or... You'll probably die. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, if you don't give us five yeah. stars, there's, like, a pretty good chance at one point in the future you will die. Yeah, you'll get swallowed up by a four of it. A four of it <laughs> swallowed you right up. You don't even know what is a manhole cover and what is a four of it sometimes. <laughs> well, that's so true. It's true. Exactly. This is, like, honestly, what this is podcast like- is a lot of things, and one of them <laughs> is very informative. <laughs> Yeah, so beware of the forifices. Like, if you're not ready. If you're ready for them. Then, like, bring them on, baby. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a whole mood you have to be in, though. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, anyway, with all that said and done, take care of yourselves and each other. Fuck, I always forget <laughs> it. <laughs> How do you forget it? How do you forget okay. it? Okay. Now, thank you very much, y'all. Good night and good luck. Do next. you know what it is? <laughs> <laughs> with all that said and done. Uh, <laughs> Until next time. Right, okay. All right, well, thank you for getting this far, folks. Until next time, stay, stay outrageous. outrageous. You almost didn't have it there. You almost didn't have I know. it. <laughs>